Kim. Live from the Finley Toyota ESPN Las Vegas studios. We need as much money as we can. This is the Press Box. The age difference on this show. With Grady and Bischoff. I'm glad you're the one that went in on the details of how my no, works. come on, I'm feral. No coffee fits this morning. I've got the water ready. Are you I'm sure? Ready. I've got the water I don't know ready. If water yes. would have saved you yesterday. It saved me. I went and got the dirty cup from the uh, kitchen in there that hasn't been used since the pandemic started, and uh, poured some water in it, and I was saved. We did about a 12-minute opening oh. segment yesterday. I think you were coughing for eight of the 12 minutes. Poor Jared had to hit the cough button 46 straight times because mine doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, what do you got? I mean, technically none of the cough buttons work. That's true. <laughs> Who needs a cough button? Who needs just, a cough button when you're in a mic? Yeah, just get, what we need is oh. a burp button. Can you imagine that coughing fit had there been no cough button? I'd have had to leave the studio. I told my wife about it. She goes, why didn't you walk out of the studio? I said I did eventually to get some water. She was very sad. Anyway, here we go. The first bite. <laughs> anyway, here we go. Here we go. Do the Raiders have an offensive identity? Mm. What a great opening question. What is their offensive? What is their offensive identity? Great question. Oh, there you go. Great question. They want uh, to run the ball. They want to run the ball, but they it appears they're not they good can. at it. They're not good at it. Um, so far this year, so Pro Football Focus grades players. Uh, They don't just give them a straight-up grade. They grade them into individual categories. And if you look at just run blocking, not pass blocking, just just the run blocking grades of the Raiders' offensive linemen, Colton Miller ranks 36th among 77 tackles in run blocking. John Simpson ranks 70th of 77 guards. Andre James ranks 32nd of 35 centers. Alex Leatherwood, 35th of 77 guards. He's much better at run blocking than pass blocking, but still not top 30. And Brandon Parker, 76th. He's big. Of 77 tackles. They do not have a Improvement. single. <laughs> Is it? Well, I don't know. A month ago, we were. they had the worst in a lot of categories. But no, no. That was their total <laughs> grades. These are just run blocking. They're all pretty bad at pass blocking, except for Colton Miller. They do not have a single player on this offensive line that is top 30 at his position in run blocking. This offensive line is atrocious, and it's been atrocious with the exception of like two games this year. And we've talked about, hey, it's looked better, but then against Kansas City, they, they were used. They could not run the ball. Derek Carr was leading rusher on like a couple of scrambles. The offensive line is so bad that the Raiders want the running game to be the identity, but it, it cannot be. That can't be the identity when this is what your offensive line is. Okay, so how much then do we go do we go fifty fifty percent in terms of it's Josh Jacobs? Is it offensive line? How much of the percentage should he take on if, like you're saying, they can't block in front of him? Well, okay, so and this is where basically the conversation about running back value comes in. Running backs don't matter. Why do running backs not matter? Because the offensive line and the scheme, the coaching, the uh, play calls have way more impact on the success of a running back and the success of a team's rush game than the actual running back himself. Josh Jacobs hasn't been good. Um, Josh Dubow tweeted out the stats that his last two seasons, he's 27th of 29 running backs in yards per carry that have had at least 200 carries. He's 44th of 44 
in terms of converting third or fourth and ones in the NFL. He's only converted. That was Gruden's fault. He's only converted 44% of them, and he's tied for 51st of with uh, only three runs of 20 yards or more. Here's like the issue with Josh Jacobs is that, first off, he doesn't provide you any added value in the passing game. Right, he came out. He was supposed to be this complete running back, and the Raiders just sixty catches a year. They do not use him as a pass catcher, and even when they have, he hasn't done a whole lot to make you think, "Oh, you've got to throw it to him more." But they do not use him as a receiver. And then his biggest fault in the running game is that he does not have like the next gear to run away. He doesn't from have defenses. the burst to get away from people. Right. He in the last two years, he has three no, carries right. of twenty yards or more. Right. He does not run away from people. Right. He didn't in his good rookie year. He didn't run away from people either, right? He's never had big touchdown runs. I think he's only got one touchdown in his career of over 20 yards. So what you have is a running back who is really only good at okay, if the offensive line creates a, a hole, he'll turn a 3-yard gain into, into an 8-yard gain. To 8, 6 to 8. That's what Josh Jacobs is good at. Now, when the offensive line doesn't give him a hole, he's not doing anything. And when the offensive line paves the way for a 15-yard gain, he's not turning it into a 45-yard touchdown. So there's Josh Jacobs hasn't been good. Now, it's still more about the offensive line. Because if the offensive line is good, Peyton Barber could be back there running for 100 yards, right? It, w- it wouldn't matter who the running back was. But they want their offensive identity to be the r- to run the ball, and they cannot do it. Oh, no. I was going to literally say the the scouting report on him coming out of college was he doesn't have another Second gear. gear. Yeah. Second gear. He's, he he runs at the same speed no matter what. And in college, he got long touchdowns because, because it was, I could run, I, I could walk to the to the yeah. end zone for 40 yards. With that offensive line. Because they've got a bunch of pros. Because they were, have Alex Leatherwood. Yes, they have Alex Leatherwood. Uh, you, you mentioned that running backs don't matter. It's more of the scheme than... If he doesn't have the second gear, and he's not going to have the second gear, because I think we would know that by now, what else can Greg Olson do as the offensive coordinator? Because you said a lot of it had to do with scheme and coaching. Uh, if this offensive line is going to remain as it is, trade deadline's gone, isn't it? Yeah, you can't mm-hmm. trade for anybody else. I don't know. Like there, there's not I mean, much you can do. If in this the is offense. who he is as a running back, I don't know what else he can right. do. Right, and if this is who the offensive line is, you're not going to change Good. much. I mean, Richie Incognito's he's not coming back, right? No. He suffered a he suffered hey. a setback yesterday. The whole season's been a setback. We what, don't know. Setback? We don't know. He may come back. I just I said before the show, and this is calf injury's been all year. I mean, the last thing I expected now is he's had a setback. <laughs> Usually, the setback happens, you know, a couple weeks into tra- uh, rehab, and you know, it just doesn't. It just you pushed himself in rehab, and he re-injured the calf. This has been months. This is the third setback, basically. Yeah. Like, he was coming back after the bye. Was it week three or four of the season was when you started saying, I'll believe it when I see it. Yes. I don't think he's coming back. He has a one-year deal. I don't think he'll ever play for the Raiders again. No, probably not. I don't know who will play for again. So you probably don't have Richie Incognito coming back. They've already made their position switch. They already moved their first-round tackle out of tackle to play guard. I mean, I guess Who against you, the run appears to be fine. Yeah, well, better. <laughs> I mean, so I guess you could move Leatherwood back to tackle, but I don't know what that accomplishes because James Elmanor gets to play instead of Brandon Parker. Like maybe there's a slight improvement there. There's just not going to be very much they can do in the running game, except play teams that are bad against the run. Right? Like that's going to be yeah. that when they have good running games, it's probably going to be because sure. they play a team that's just got a horrific 
run, run defense. defense. So when we go back to the question about offensive identity, in the Raiders' five wins, big reason they won those games is because of how good Derek Carr was. It's because of how good the passing game was. It's because they could throw the ball down the field. They were picking up big chunks. They were stretching defenses. We have not seen that in two straight weeks. No. We have not seen that from Derek Carr. So, like, you could easily pivot from, hey, we want our offensive identity to run the ball, be this power team. That doesn't work because our offensive line isn't any good. You could easily pivot to, hey, our offensive identity is going to be Derek Carr is going to throw the ball a lot. We're going to push the ball down the field. We're going to have explosive plays in the passing game. But the Derek Carr we've seen the last two weeks can't do that. That Derek Carr, you cannot pivot to that if that's who Derek Carr is the rest of the season. Well, so, especially if they know they're this bad at running, they're just going to load up on him. I mean, if you, if you don't think he, they can run the ball, which they haven't proven they can do, I would just load up on Carr and Waller, who's obviously the last two weeks completely invisible, and then it becomes really, really hard to move the ball. Yeah. Well, especially in the red zone. Then you really... Wow can load up on him in the that's red zone. That's been a problem forever. That's, that's so. been a problem for a long time. <laughs> but John that, Gruden hated those questions, by the way. But the answer to what the Raiders' offensive identity is, it should be Derek Carr. That should be the answer to the identity, that Derek Carr is going to be the one that takes this offense back to a top 10, top 5, wherever they think they are. Offensively, not the offense that's currently probably like 15th, 16th in the NFL. But... Two straight weeks, Derek Carr has not been good. He has been a bad quarterback mm-hmm. for two weeks in a row. And that, when you when you don't have a running game, you don't have an offensive line that can you know create holes for Josh Jacobs. And now you're turning to your quarterback, and he's been bad. You don't you don't have anything offensively. And you, now you don't even have a fullback oh, that can God, help you in any way in terms of you know opening things up for him on short yardage on the third and ones and fourth and ones. I mean he. He really, really blew out the knee. I mean, he knew right away it was yeah. not good. Is there, is there a player on the Raiders I'd feel more bad about getting their ACL torn? I don't no. know what it is about Alec Ingold. I don't know if it's just fullbacks. And even though I'm like, hey, stop running the ball, throw it every time. Alec Ingold's great. Mm-hmm. Like I like that guy a lot. It sucks that he blew out. And his you ACL. look at his teammates. He's and big their and response. he's slow and he plays professional yeah. football and he catches passes yeah. like 15 <laughs> yards down the field every now and then. And you're like, what? And if you look at the response about his, from his teammates yesterday, he's, as you said, he's just as loved within the locker room as he outside it by people. So uh, that stunk, man. He was, uh, and he knew it right away. He was in the yeah. tent, very emotional, and uh, hope he comes back. But, man, that's like Jared said, man, that size, and you're trying to, I'm sure he'll try to come back, and he will. I don't know how good he'll be, but he really tore that ACL. Yeah, I mean, he was on the cart. Within, yeah, he was in the right blue away. tent. He knew for right like, away. He was in the, the blue tent for like ninety seconds, yeah. and then he was on the cart, yeah. and that was bof- it. And then as soon as like as soon as like the cart disappeared down the tunnel, he sent out a tweet at like, oh yeah, trust in God or whatever. Yes. Like it yeah. was like as he didn't make it to the locker room when he sent that tweet yeah. out. And like it, when you see that from an athlete, oh, he you knows know, it's over. Yeah, I you mean, know that their their season's done or their injury's pretty severe, whatever the case is. Like it's not good. Who's the surgeon? Andrews. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe James tr- Andrews. Yeah, maybe trust James Andrews <laughs> <laughs> instead of God. <laughs> I'm just saying, what ones can have a more immediate impact? Uh, so the Raiders signed Sutton Smith to the practice squad. He's a fullback. He's going to potentially replace Alec Ingold here. He went to Northern Illinois. He has been on a lot of practice squads in his career. 
what do you you look offended, Jared? It's Johnny Stanton. Like, he's on the active roster. He's on an active roster. He got a wildcat snap on the goal line yeah. this past week. It did not go well. Like yeah. the entire game did not go well for the Browns. But I he was. On I the will say roster. I I did not. I was not tracking the Browns game closely enough. You you should. Why wouldn't you have traded for Johnny Stanton? They, they missed. Well, they had Alec. Ingle, Bring him home. Awesome. Bring him home. But you can't like if um, who's uh, Janovich. I don't know what Janovich is out with. I'll have to double check that. But if Andy Janovich comes back, then Stanton goes back to the practice squad. And then the Raiders could sign Johnny Stanton off the Browns practice squad. I keep is, up with Johnny Stanton because the UNLV does. So every time he's on the uh, the active roster, there's a tweet. Well, okay. Ha- hashtag rebel. Number one, there's not too many UNLV players that are actually in the NFL. Well, right yeah, now. exactly. So they're is he keep the up only one? Him. Is Tory McTire still playing? I don't know. He might be the only one at the moment. But number two, not only is he you know a former UNLV player, he's a former quarterback who's playing fullback. It's <laughs> in the <awesome>. NFL. <laughs> it's like it's one of the best stories. <laughs> okay, so the the the. The closest news story I can find is from November 3rd, where on Tuesday, the Browns waived fullback Johnny Stanton, who was signed to the active roster after Janovich landed on the IR. Pretty sure Johnny Stanton's still still the active fullback. Yes. He, well, he, yeah, got, he, played. Got, he got activated on game day. This is, this is from News 5 Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what happened to Janovich, but we'll find out next. <laughs> Bryce Hamilton, Bryce in the lane, Bryce all the way under, Bryce tough shot as he's going to the ground. It crawls over the rim and in, and it's a seven-point lead for UNLV. We're back to the Press Box Morning Show with Ed Graney and Tyler Bischoff. Kevin Kruger cannot be beat. 3-0 and are the running Rebels under Kevin Kruger. They still cannot score, but they also cannot lose. Man, imagine had they hired him instead of Iowa State's coach. Probably would have lost a lot of games still. <laughs> They're going to lose a lot of games this year, too. It's just they haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> Come back. Hey, on you were wrong about this game. Come back on Friday. Um, Did we give hot takes about this game? We he gave said a they... prediction. I said they were going to lose. Oh, okay. yeah. We All predicted right. them to win. Um, UNLV's 3-0. Yeah. Their point differential, though, is them. plus 11. A lot of close games. They are shooting 21.9% from three. They have yet to break one point per possession offensively. But they've also yet to allow one point per possession defensively. Can they keep winning like this? Okay, so, well, depends on who they play because they're going to just get into some teams like Michigan and UCLA. And UCLA is not very good defensively, as we saw last night, but they scored 100. So I just think it's going to be tough for them to outscore really good teams. But let me ask you this, because defensively, they're, they've been really, really good. And I'm more interested in, I'm not interested in the non-conference. I'm more interested in if they can compete in the Mountain West Conference for like a top three spot. Uh, can they keep doing this in the Mountain West Conference and winning? Because when you look at the best team in the last several years in the Mountain West Conference, San Diego State, long, athletic, defensive-minded, win 64-62, 64-58. So is this kind of a byproduct of that? And could they go into the Mountain West and play like that and win games? I think they can. What did Mike Ramallah say yesterday? 12 wins? Well, I asked him if they could get to 12. He said that's a lot. Okay. I- I'm just looking at the teams that have been the best teams in that league. Now, Reno was different under Musselman. But if you look at San Diego State in terms of the pl- kind of players they have and how they've won, it's kind of a recipe for being you know, pretty good in that conference. You've seen this team three straight times. I think it's still a really small sample size um, to really, you know, they get Michigan this week. They're, they're going to start playing better teams. But maybe this can work 
in that conference well enough to where they can get top three or top four. And that's that's what I'm most interested in. You know, the, the non-conference is what it is. I mean, I want to see them play Michigan and UCLA, mostly because I want to see those two teams play. Um, but maybe they can win a lot of games this way. It's not it's not the most ideal way to win games because you're going to suddenly find a team that even if you're good defensively, that's going to make a lot more threes than these other teams have. Here's what I would expect. They are going to play a ton of close games. Right. They are going to play whether it's, you know, one of the better teams in this conference, whether it's Colorado State or whether it's some of the worst teams in this conference, like uh, Air Force or something like that. They're going to play close games because UNLV hasn't shown they can score at a high enough level to actually blow people out. So they're going to play a lot of close games. And what their overall record is going to come down to is, are they better than their opponents in the last, you know, four or five minutes of the game? So far, the answer to that question has been yes. They've been better in the last five minutes of these games than their opponents. Now, normally, when you continue to play close games, you lose some of them. So that's going to be sort of the question here going forward for UNLV is either a, can they start making enough threes being good enough on offense that they can, you know, win some of these games by 12, 15 points instead of by two or five, right. Or when does sort of regression catch up to them and they start losing these games. But here's the interesting part about the last five minutes of games. (laughs) Bryce, the, the, like, okay, I, (laughs) he calls timeout and says, get the ball to Bryce. That's what he does. I, I give a lot of stats on this show. These stats are some of like the favorite that I've ever looked up here. In the last five minutes of games so far this year, Bryce Hamilton has taken 17 shots. His teammates have combined to take four. He's scored 23 points in the last five minutes of games. His teammates have combined to score eight. His teammates have only made one field goal in the last five minutes of games. Donovan Williams had a three last night. The other points his teammates have scored have all been free throws when the opponent is fouling in the final 30 seconds of the game. Bryce Hamilton, and this is either good, it's good or bad, depending on how you want to look at it. In the final five minutes of games, he is shooting 59% from the floor. In the first 35 minutes of games, he's shooting 28%. It's good if the game is close, but if they're down 15, it won't mean anything. Are they running the Bel Air Academy (laughs) offense? All right, guys, what do we do? We get the ball to Bryce. Last night was a no-brainer because UNLV was playing. Bryce Hamilton was essentially playing as the power forward. So all UNLV did was they ran a ball screen in the last five minutes with Bryce Hamilton and Royce Ham, and it meant North Dakota State's power forward and center had to defend the ball screen, and North Dakota State would just switch their center onto Bryce Hamilton. And like Royce Ham said after the game, they knew that guy couldn't guard Bryce. No, he'd go right up and he'd go right by him. <laughs> and so Bryce Hamilton... Yeah. He scored like three times in like a, a three-minute stretch just off, hey, ball screen, center switched. Yeah, I'm going to beat later. this guy and get a layup out of it. So last night was easy, but it has very much been they get late in games. They start simplifying things to give Bryce Hamilton just an, an easy read, basically. Last night it was just a ball screen and let him go to work. So far, it's been successful. Hamilton has been a closer for UNLV. But you can also look at that and say, holy hell, he's shooting 28% in the first 35 minutes of games. That's horrible. Are we going to have to see, and maybe this is unfair because you're talking about the fourth-ranked team in the country and second-ranked team. So this this is probably unfair at a, at a pretty high level. Are we going to have to see them Friday and then against the UCLA's to really know if they're this good defensively? 
Yes, but like you said, that's those unfair. two are going to be unfair. No, you're talking about two top four teams. Yeah. I get that. Okay, maybe they, I should couch that by are we going to have to see them against Colorado State? Yes, I think that's probably, and, and unfortunately that doesn't happen until like January, right, right, but right. that's probably the better one when we're trying to gauge this team now. So they play Michigan, and then they'll play either Arizona or Wichita State. If they lose, they're probably getting Wichita State is the kind of general assumption there. That's, that would be a that's good probably game a good comp yes. there. And then then they play Whittier, who's non Division one. Then they play UCLA. But after that, they play SMU and uh, San Francisco back to back, both no. on the road. They those, could lose those, you know. Oh, they're sixtieth and thirty first in Ken. Park. Yeah, they're, no, they could lose. Those. They're losing both. Well, they're not winning either one of those games. They're on the road. Like, you, let's see. Ken Palm has them losing to SMU by nine and San Francisco by 13. They're not, they're not even close to winning those two games. So those are going to be, I think, those two games plus maybe Wichita State are maybe the better Comparable gauge defensively to see what they really West. like. Right. And it's like, okay, if they go into those games and they just get torched defensively, then we're looking around saying, wow, they, they can beat up on bad, unathletic teams. Right. And that's about it. If they walk out, even if they walk out with losses, but if they walk out of there and, hey, they gave up like right at, maybe right under one point per possession to SMU or San Francisco, then you're like, okay, pretty good. You can probably, that's probably something you can actually rely on going into Mountain West play. San Francisco's good. God, I love their coach. We need to have him on the show before they play San Francisco. Do you know about their coach? No. Oh, he's like... He used, the, he used to be uh, Kyle, but he went to Washington State. Yeah, it's Todd Golden. He's like all in on analytics. Like, they will intentionally foul bad free throw shooters late in games. They Up three, they intentionally fouled BYU when BYU had the ball in the final 30 seconds. Did last, they beat two BYU? Years ago. Two years ago, yeah. And they beat, oh, two years ago. Okay, yeah, okay, they okay. intentionally fouled while winning in the final 30 seconds because they were like, that guy's not going to make his free throw. Did he? he? Shoots whatever percent. No, he missed. And San Francisco won. <laughs> He's great. Oh, he's great. He's amazing. They they done it once and got burned. They did foul somebody and he made both of them and they lost a game. But Jared calls up. We want the coach. Really? Yes. Oh, we're you talking know we're to San this Francisco. Guy. We're talking to this guy. It's going to be great. Uh, San Francisco plays Nevada on Thursday. Okay. Uh, San Francisco projected to win by six, according to Ken Palm. They're good. All right. I will email their SID. Yes. <laughs> yeah, get ahead of it now because when they're like 8 there's no, a lot of people want to talk eight, to this guy. They're gonna when be, they're 8 no. All right. Top 25 coming in here. Coming up next, Ben Goats joins the show. A look ahead. Down the middle for Smith. Had to fake around Myers. Oh, in front they score! Marshall so. A giveaway by the Canucks. Myers and Demko both went for the puck. Neither got it. Marshall so did. Two goals today. The extra point is good. Seven to four, Golden Knights. We're back to the press box with Grady and Bischoff, live from the Finley Toyota ESPN Las Vegas studios. So for everyone listening out there, what just happened about five seconds before we came back on the air is Jared calls Ben Gotts. Ben Goats? He's Gotts now until we got him on the phone. Calls Ben Goats and says, hey, Ben, about to go on. And then all we hear is beep, beep, beep. All right, I just got a text. <laughs> yes, but someone just hung up on me. <laughs> and Jared's yelling I, I that didn't. he hung up on us. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> uh, Call him back, Jared. We'll talk to Ben here in just a second. For the rundown, though, I did put a picture of Ben in with his dog this morning when Ben was on right? the phone. I want to ask him if he's okay with that. I mean... I'd normally ask nobody if they're okay when I put their pictures out there. Most of them, like, you know. Like Is there a reason you think he athletes. wouldn't be okay with it? I'm sure he will be. I okay. mean, look, when you put the picture out there, you're. 
stuff and you're petting the dog and you're on the phone. I mean, you, people are that we have rights to that. Yeah, who doesn't? He got like a copyright to, to the picture of him with the dog. We have rights to that. We have rights to anything you. that I can, anything at five thirty in the morning that I can find when I Google. We have rights to. Um, I don't think there's anything about the picture that he wouldn't want out there, though. It's a picture of him no. with his dog. Everybody loves their dog. Dog looks great. Yeah. yeah. It's phenomenal. Um, Jared is struggling. I don't know that I've seen Jared this annoyed on the air in a long He's time. He's not very happy right now. He is not. Well, I don't think we're going to have any of our guests today. Our phones don't work? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> this will be solid. I can, I can dial out, but I can't. Can Whenever I'm trying to transfer them to, you know, the air where you can hear them, it hangs up on them. Okay, so you can have a conversation with them. So, okay. so I'm gonna. I'll ask oh, the question. Good lord, yes. no, you, we are tell, doing this. You yes, let's it to do ben. this. Get ready. Oh, ben says, sake. "I can hear you guys." There happens to be a constant loud beep in the background. <laughs> this is awesome radio. Let's do that. Let's try this with Ben because Ben will play along with this. I'll, we'll give Jared the questions. He'll yes. he'll tell Ben and then Ben will yes. answer and Jared this will be, be awesome. Jared's gonna have to be like the foreign language interpreters for yes. baseball players. Which, by the way, he's the shippy interpreter yes, right now. I always every time there's an interview with a uh, interpreter, I'm always like, there's no way that he got everything he was saying. Absolutely there's not, because no the interpreter way. responds with one word. Yeah, that there's there's 45 seconds of the player talking, and then the interpreter yeah. talks for 15 seconds. And, and you're the like, interpreter goes, yes. It's like, what? Is that, is that the quote we're using? Yes. <laughs> what if Shippy was, just had a big personality, wanted to talk, but it was his translator? What if Shippy was even better and was ripping McPhee? <laughs> that would have been awesome because he was unhappy with his playing time. He just started ripping McPhee and McCrimmon. That that's what we wanted Palaces more than anything. Of smoke. That's what we wanted more than anything. And and Shippy did talk a lot. Who was the other guy? Ah, uh, you'll help me. The other Russian um, they had. Oh. Zikov, Valentin All Zikov. Right. Yeah, is... and he talked forever. And every time that translator from the Red Rock Casino said no. But he spoke English. One of them, I've, Zee, Zee I've got Ben. Gusev, okay. Gusev. Oh, Gusev, too. That's the guy yeah. who talked forever, and the translator answered with, like, two words. All right, so here's what we're doing. Our phones, it's great. like, oh, we're missing the, the last thing. step. This is right? the best of. So Jared can actually talk to our guest on the phone, but for whatever reason, we can't get the guest on the air with us. So we're going to do the dumbest <laughs> thing we've maybe ever done. It's great. We're going to ask the question. Jared is going to play the role of interpreter and ask you ben understand into the phone. I'm going to have to also ask the question. So this yeah, is yeah, going you, to be yes. a oh, the interpreter. Yeah. Okay. I no, the I thought, oh, I thought he could hear us. No, every time I try to get it where he yeah. can he can hear you, it disconnects. Uh, yeah. So here we go. Let's go. All oh, right. Let's, yeah. First let's question that. for you, Ben, through Jared. <laughs> <laughs> now that this team is winning and now that Mark Stone is back, should we have higher expectations for the next month? Oh, can he hear? So you don't have to read the question, Jared? No, that doesn't work. You're going to have no. to translate it, Jared. <laughs> the good thing about Ben is he has long, long answers and he's that's, very that's intelligent. This is, fail. this is where this is just going to be disaster and people are turning their radios off as we speak. <laughs> Boy, that's a ben, really that's answer. a long enough answer. Come on, Ben. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he thinks they're going to be just fine. He listed several <laughs> players that were going to get injured. And uh, that we're going to get, get injured are injured. Are yeah, that one. <laughs> they're that that are injured or could you know potentially come back, and so he thinks they'll be just fine. All right, all right, Ben. One sentence answers here. All right. 
This is the dumbest thing we've ever done. It is. It is incredibly dumb. Um, can Evgeny Dodonov and Mark Stone be good enough together to keep them together when they're fully healthy? This sounds like longer than a sentence. He's totally blowing it. Totally blowing it. Unbelievable. Okay. He thinks so because I, I sort of lost track halfway <laughs> through, but uh, it's because it's the, a similar relationship but different between Mark Stone and Max Pacioretty. Okay. Benjamin. Are you more apt to believe that the competition of late is the reason they've been able to win these games and starting tonight will we see a different result? Quick answer. (laughs) Will Jared get any of this right? No. Okay. So it's partially competition, but they did beat the Wild, so there is some element that they are beating. Yeah, but he's teams. a huge Wild fan, so he's over. He's over. He's wow. overreaching Call the Wild. Am I supposed Call to? Am out. I supposed to go back and forth with him? I'm literally this. This is this is the dumbest thing we've ever it's done. Great. So I mean, you might as well go back and forth with him. All right. There's all right. a listener in their car who's punching their radio. No, there's a listener right. in their car who's listening to music now because he just turned the station. All on. right, last one for you, Ben. Oh, good lord. Oh, I got one too. Oh, okay, oh, two more. Two more. Will Carrier had to go on the COVID protocol list. They had a couple other guys miss practice. We got a COVID scare coming up for the Golden Knights. Yeah, Jared wants us to say something so we don't have dead air. That's probably good. Okay, we will see. Say it again, Ben. Like Yours was better than what I'm thinking of. We know that. You're That's supposed obvious. to be just repeating what it says, not making it up yourself. Okay, DeBoer said Stevenson had maintenance. Stevenson and someone else had maintenance days. They are expected to skate this morning. That's what he said about Carrier. <laughs> what does that have to do with the COVID? List. What? Yeah, because uh, more people yes, missed. Yeah, right. like they, you know. Ben, were you okay with me putting your picture with you on a phone and a dog on the rundown this morning? Have I rights to that, or do you think that you have copyright to that picture? Oh, he gives a thumbs up. Oh, that's all we got is a thumbs up from Jared. He loves he's a working guy and he <laughs> loves he loves that picture. He's here for it. Okay. All right. All right. All right. This thanks, is ben. thanks, Ben. Thank you so much. Appreciate I'm it. So sorry that we did this to you. Thanks, Ben. Bye. Jared is going to be furious. It's the dumbest thing we've probably done on the show. It's I don't pretty even know obvious that it worked out very well. In the well. break, we will be calling our two other guests and saying, uh, there's no chance you're coming on today. No, what's going to happen during the break is I'm going to go over to the Fox studio and steal their phone system. Oh, okay. And if That's that good. doesn't work, then, we'll then we're going to call our guests. Um, what do you think about Stone and Dodano? <laughs> no, they won't be good enough because Pacioretty and Stone were too good together. Yeah. Um, but... That's a fun idea. And it's it goes back to the whole idea of if this team ever gets healthy, how much do you break up the talent versus how much do you put the talent on one slash two lines and, you know, try to be awesome with those one or two lines. Again, who's the odd man out on the center with all the depth when everyone's back, including Jack Eichel? What do you mean? Who's the odd man out? I'm trying to think of all the – because they said the depth of center. So Jack Eichel, Stevenson, Carlson – I mean, Pat, I think Pat, Nick Waugh. Yeah, Patrick, Waugh, are you talking about, center. man? But yeah, like actually, Nick Nolan Patrick's probably starting at center if they if they that's get fully I, that's healthy. What, that's yeah. who I was thinking. Nolan and Patrick. Nick Waugh's probably shifting to a right. wing. Is 
presumably what you're doing. Now, granted, if they ever get fully healthy, some of these people have to be gone off the roster. They can't have the full roster no. right now if they're fully healthy. But yeah, it's they love Nolan Patrick a lot. Nick Wall McCrimmon loves him. Nick Wall might be better than him, but they love Nolan Patrick a lot. That it'd be Nolan Patrick would be the fourth right. in line on that center depth, and Nick Wall would shift to a wing, or Nick Wall would be one of the casualties. I don't know. He doesn't make a lot of money, so it wouldn't help that much. But there's going to have to be people off the roster for the Golden Knights to actually have everybody back. Which yeah, we'll see that. Happens. By the way, the COVID scare. Yeah, there are two. Pe- the thing is. <laughs> I guess we'll get to this a little bit later. It apparently wasn't a big deal because he didn't talk about it. But Will, well, maybe he did. Jared, <laughs> do not take up any sort of job where you have to be a translator. I did. Okay. That was in one language, and you did not do a good job. You came back and said there are going to be more players injured when he said there are players that are injured. You turned him from listening. I got. I I got better as we went on. <laughs> as he shortened his sentences. Your last answer was, "Hold on, say that again." I wanted to be. I wanted ben to be accurate. Is really good in that instance. The answers that he usually gives is not are not a good thing because he's very detailed and focused yeah. and long answers. We he, just needed a yes or a no. He I, literally I listed off of every injured player, and that's like <laughs> like. I, all right. Uh, what? Wait, no, I don't remember the beginning of the sentence. <laughs> all right, coming up next. Who's your favorite Cleveland Guardian? The baseball team or the roller derby team? Sixty-two. Whether I know the playbook or not, I'm not, I'm not gonna be out there thinking. If I don't know, I'm just gonna rush. You know, <laughs> you know that's the, the luxury of my position. You know, if I don't know, I'm just gonna rush and I'm just gonna play the edge. I want to iron out this playbook. You know, I want to gel with these guys. It's kind of like you know you had you know LeBron, Chris Bosh, and Dwayne Wade when they first got there. You know, they lost a couple of games. You know, we got a jail. This ball week could be good for us, man. And I'm excited. Like I said, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to be a part of this team. I'm excited to be a part of this. It's the Press Box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Was that Von Miller? Yes. Was that after the game? Yes. Okay. He seemed a little happy after they got absolutely obliterated. I mean, he's still Von Miller, so. I guess. Um, I think any day he wakes up and he gets to be Von Miller, I'm pretty sure he's a happy camper. The Miami Heat did lose their first game with LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh. They then won like seven in a row, so they didn't lose a couple, like he said, but they got it figured out pretty quickly. No, you know, in football terms. Also, who is Von Miller? Is he Chris Bosh in this scenario? It's not LeBron. I was going to say... <laughs> Cooper uh, Cup is LeBron. <laughs> Cooper, <laughs> Cup even a, Cooper Cup even on bad nights. Eight for 122. And they just got killed. And I know you're passing a lot then, but that guy is just automatic for 100 plus. I was going to say he's Matt Miller, but <laughs> all right. Who's Matt Miller? Wait, Vaughn. Vaughn. Vaughn Miller is. Okay, maybe I got the wrong name. Hold on. Who's Matt Miller? Is that a guy that played for the Heat? I'm, I'm Googling. You have yeah, to well, actually explain, talk. Your, explain your thought of, process. Of the three, he's Chris Bosh. Yeah. He's Chris Bosh of the three. Yeah, I, I think Odell Beckham is like none of the three. Yeah, Odell, Odell Mike Beckham's Miller. Dad I screwed it up. That's yeah, Mike, 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 Mike it up. Miller. Odell Beckham's dad is one of the three. <laughs> At least he thinks he is. <laughs> he wishes he was. <laughs> he wishes he was. All right, fun baseball story. The Cleveland Guardians. Ah. They were supposed to start selling their merchandise yesterday at nine a.m. It got postponed, and there was no reason given. Now, if you remember, one of the best stories on this show. 
is that there's a roller derby team in Cleveland named the Cleveland Guardians. And they filed a lawsuit against the baseball team, basically claiming, whoa, 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 we're the Cleveland Guardians, and we've been the Cleveland Guardians for seven years. You can't just waltz in here and be the Cleveland Guardians without giving us something. Uh, and there's, they allege that, hey, the baseball team had given them an offer of said, hey, we'll give you this. Uh, Uniforms. Yeah, we'll give you this, and we'll take the name Cleveland Guardians. The roller derby team said what they offered us is what they make in 15 minutes. So the baseball team might have offered him $7 and said, you'll be happy with that. It didn't work. And we don't know this, but that might be the reason why their merchandise didn't go on sale yesterday. But there is an update. As of this morning, according to Zach Measle of The Athletic, the Cleveland Guardians baseball team reached an agreement with the Cleveland Guardian roller derby team. Both teams will continue to use the name Guardians. And I am curious, how much did oh. it cost the baseball team? The only thing that matters about this entire story is what they have to give up. That's all that matters. And was it even money? Did they say, we'll like redo the derby place? We'll do, redo the floors for you? I think we'll it get had to be skates. money at this point. We'll get new it's, skates. We'll get new okay. unis. If we're connecting the dots here, the baseball team, the, the major league baseball team had to delay selling their merchandise. Because Which they're the going to make a fortune on. Team. Yeah. They had like that is obviously you can just start selling it another date, but that's a fairly big deal to tell everyone, hey, Monday, 9 a.m., we're selling Cleveland Guardians here. And then a roller derby team made you not. I feel like yesterday, the base or this morning, I guess the baseball team ultimately ended up paying up. If they paid up a lot of money, they just kept this roller derby team in line for like the next 20 years. Well, because the other detail on the roller derby team that was funny is that the roller derby team hasn't competed the last two years. Now they because are. 2020, everything got canceled because of COVID, and then they, for whatever reason, didn't come back this past season. They apparently intend to compete in 2022. I assume they can now pay the entry fee. I would think Whatever they can that is. Too. Uh, but yeah, that was the funny part of it, is it's a roller derby team that hadn't competed in two years that's holding up the baseball team. I'm surprised the roller derby team could afford the lawyers because obviously attorneys had to be involved here to for the for the new for the baseball team not to sell their gear. Maybe there's some there's some lawyer in Cleveland that just hates the Indians. He's just like, <laughs> yeah, I'm a White Sox fan. I hate these guys. I'll take it. I will screw them over as much as I can. So, uh, but I assume now that this settlement, whatever agreement they reached with the roller derby team. I assume that means they'll be able to start selling Cleveland Guardians gear and starting today. Cleveland Guardians fans can go buy as much merchandise oh, as they want. You imagine the you imagine the money they're gonna make off the new gear. That's yeah. one of the best things yeah. for any team to do when they sell when they change their name is the new gear. They yeah. just make a fortune. Any sort of brand change is good. Yeah. Even if you just, just change like colors or something. Doesn't matter. Like that, it'll go nuts. Yeah. I mean, how much how much did the see the Laker uniforms last night? That'll make a fortune. Were they wearing the word? They're wearing the purple and blue. They're wearing the purple and blue. The people will buy those things. How do we should figure out or ask how much money do you think the aviators made when they changed their name from 51s to a lot? Because I thought it was a cool logo. And the logo is terrible. What are you talking about? I loved it. God, I love the logo. You love the logo. I loved the, the Ant-Man. And wait, am I thinking of Jess's logo with the uh, old time? I think I'm thinking yes, of that one. Yes, you are thinking of, thinking the, of random yes, yes, the random person on Twitter's logo. Yes, the random person on Twitter. The Ant-Man logo I loved, is not good. I loved her logo of the old time pilot with the scarf in the back. It would have been much better. I thought that was I mean, much better. Honestly, anything would have been better than what I they I mean, the out. name isn't great. No, Aviators is not a great name. The logo is not good. The, the color scheme Summerlin is... 
Aviators. What do they say, Summerlin? No. Okay, no. sorry. The Las, Las, Vegas, Las Vegas Aviators. 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 The color mm. scheme is phenomenal. I'm thinking of the old time uh, pilot. I liked that one a lot. That's with not the, what they with used. the goggles. Yes, that would have been. That wasn't even an option that they put out. No, but that, I think that would have been a great. They one. have a goose and Ant Man. Here's here's my biggest problem <laughs> with the Aviators logo, uh, and it applies to the yeah, New but York. They, they sold a lot, I bet. Yeah, but it applies to the New York Jets as well. Why is there not a plane in your logo? Okay. Why is there not a plane? Okay. You're the Aviators, and for the football team, yes. you're the Jets. Yeah. Okay. Put a damn plane in your logo. We'll I like the jet. one with the old time, the old time, old time plane, like the the Wright brothers yeah. plane with the uh, with the pilot in. Yeah, where the pilot's not even in a little cockpit. He's just no, he's open just air, out in the air, like a convertible it's open air theater. Yeah. Like put a plane in your logo. That would be ten times cooler than the face of anybody. Put a plane in the logo. It would be so much better. But I am curious because they. I see a lot of aviators gear. Oh, for a minor league new, baseball team, I see a ton new of it. People buy. Yeah, so look at all the. It's one of the reasons I think the Knights do so many jerseys. <laughs> I mean, it, people buy them. I see red. I see green. I see yellow. I mean, I, the, people buy those things. Yeah, that's good. It's a good way to make money. Just rebrand every year. Yes, that's a great way to do it. Tradition is stupid. Dodgers are just think how much money the Dodgers can make oh, if they just lose. yeah, but they're so good. People still buy it. Wear a red hat every now and then, and people would buy it, wouldn't they? <laughs> oh, They'd absolutely. Be excited. They'd wear anything for them.